This is a download from the Clinical Audit Support Centre Limited. To find out more, visit www.clinicalauditsupport.com. My audit wishes for 2008. Although 2007 is fast becoming a distant memory as we find ourselves already in February 2008, it is worth looking back at 2007 in order to understand where audit might be heading this year. Reconfigured PCTs began to move forward with an agenda strongly focused on measuring quality outcomes and with high expectations of emergent practice-based commissioning PBC clusters and providers of health services. Foundation trusts too were beginning to shape services to demonstrate the quality of care and service provision. All trusts turned their attention to gathering evidence for the Health Care Commission to demonstrate what they were doing to meet the standards for better health. At the same time, patient and public involvement picked up pace with the formation of local involvement networks replacing the patient forums. Groups with significant powers to scrutinise the level at which trusts, PBC clusters and independent contractors are involving patients and the public. More than ever, expectations on measuring and demonstrating quality started to rise and audit, as a means of evidencing this, began to reappear on many a meeting agenda. So, with this background, what are my audit wishes for this year? Firstly, that local audit is given the time and attention it needs to ensure that evidence of local service development improvement can be provided. If PBC clusters are to be able to demonstrate that they are providing improved clinically and or cost-effective services with good patient outcomes, they need robust, supported local audits in place. Likewise, in open market conditions, providers will need to have evidence from clinical audits that their services are delivering good outcomes in order to secure future contracts and service level agreements. Secondly, I hope that time and resources will be adequate to meet the demands of a well-structured clinical audit programme. The requirement for the skills and expertise of clinical audit staff is without question if robust audit is to be delivered. Thirdly, I hope that good quality audit training is readily available to all those who need it to ensure that clinical audit demonstrates its potential to improve services and health outcomes. All too often audits have been ill thought through or not completed, resulting in a lack of change or service improvement. Sometimes this has been due to a lack of time, but often it results from a lack of understanding of audit design and methodology. Good, experienced audit trainers need to be available to healthcare staff to ensure that all audit projects have a clear need, are well designed and are completed to effect the necessary changes. Fourthly and finally, I wish for the continued reinvigoration of clinical audit to ensure that it can deliver on the requirements of 2008 and beyond. The Department of Health is keen to ensure that clinical audit is revitalised and has set in place a National Clinical Audit Advisory Group to support and advise on audit issues. Further, a Clinical Audit Forum aims to feed views and information up to the advisory group, as well as to share the learning from audit. Let's hope that with all the demands placed on the NHS to deliver on quality, Clinical Audit can prove its worth as a means by which this can be achieved. As you may be aware, this is my fourth and final blog. I left Clinical Audit recently and would like to pass on my best wishes to you all. I hope you have found my comments informative and constructive. From afar, I will be watching developments in Clinical Audit with great interest. This broadcast was recorded on the 15th of February 2008 and is copyrighted for Clinical Audit Support Centre. Reproduction of this download is prohibited. 
Rebroadcast of this work is forbidden without the expressed written consent of the cast team.